I think many of us don't really know how to do that because when you when you look at how many women are raised, we're raised to adjust to others, and in that you can lose yourself. And I know I've done that in relationships where when I would be told, as in, you're not good enough, blah, 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 you need to be blah, 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 that I would try to change that. Hi there, beautiful soul. My name is Diana and I am here and now for you. I had my fair share of rock bottoms and the harder I hit them, the wider the cracks were until I was wide open and allowed the light within to shine as brilliant as the divine spark that we all are. We share stories, although we experience them differently. However, this is the podcast where each of us can shine while supporting others on their journey journey. So let's share our stories, learn and grow together so we can shine unapologetically until we create a ripple effect and flood the universe with brilliance. Shine your light. Hello, hello to a new episode of Shine Your Light with Diana podcast. It's been a while, beautiful people. How's everyone doing today? Well, I have here with me a special friend of mine, also a fellow coach. She's an insight coach and meditation facilitator and so many more, but I'm not going to spend the next few hours just uh, talking about her qualifications because she is overly qualified. Yeah, there can be such a thing sometimes. And um, yeah, I am so delighted to introduce you to Diana Boschma. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here with you. I actually messed up the name again, the surname, because I have this gift a few times. I did, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> See. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, it matters. I love saying the, pe the thing uh, people's is, name. It was life. very close because, so it's it's not a sh, but a s. Boschma. So there's no sh. Bos. 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 Boss. It's funny, boss, not boss. every country has this, this hard S, so don't worry about it. It's fine. Well, one thing I do um, like to take pride in myself is honoring people's name because they came at this time under this identity for a reason. And this is me honoring you. And um, yeah. You did my first name totally right. We're speaking English and you say Diana. Right? I mean, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. And we're both Dianas, so, That's you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, there is always a thing that I start with, and that is the rock bottom or rock bottoms. Because I know everyone had a dark hour in their lives, or many more. They always had um, a low, low, low energy that they came from, but they found the will, they found the the a power to raise from that and shine. And we both know that actually the darkness nurtures the light. It it is what makes it shine so brightly. And we know that's yeah. where 
the name of my podcast come from. So I would really, really like you to share with us whatever feels comfy and safe for you to do so. How did you get to your rock bottom? Probably your most recent, if you have 10,000. <laughs> and, uh, you know, or a few that you feel that um, the audience is going to relate to you, with you the most. And how did you actually manage mm -hmm. to outrun that darkness, to to crack it, to crack yourself so open that, you know, manage to, to bring your inner light to the surface? Yeah. The last time was the hardest. Um, I, I knew that the relationship that I was in was not healthy for me. So I knew I had to end it. But I had no idea how to do that because at that time I had no job, no income, nothing. And I was also in a new country where I hadn't lived for very long. So it made things pretty hard. And um, it took me time to get from where I was to where I was going. So at some point I decided I was going to find a way to be happy. And I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I made that decision. And that was the turning point, that decision of I'm going to be happy no matter what. Then slowly but carefully, while having that focus on being happy, from where I was pretty low in moods because the world looked pretty grim, but having that focus on looking what made me happy, what was I going to do, how was I going to get happy, there was this this drive to get there and that then changed things because the moment you change your focus your thoughts start changing so that happened for me so slowly but carefully I started getting um, nice things so friends asking me for things uh, one friend asked me to do a course with her and it was even a free course and it was an amazing course I learned a ton of that oh, from that and then um, that started to slowly but carefully bit by bit change things and it didn't happen overnight it took me years but it did work so eventually I ended up being able to leave the relationship I ended up with a reasonable income um, I'm you know I'm I'm doing it but it took things like a lot of personal development work so meditation was one of my go-to things that's one was one thing that I, I realized at that point when I was focusing on what what helped me be happy in the past was that I discovered meditation as a teenager already. So whenever I would be in a bad place as a teenager, which happened plenty of times as well, I would end, or beyond that, I would end up doing more of my spiritual things and the meditation, these kind of things. And so thinking about it, so it, it made me realize, okay, I want to do that more to help me. And that helped me settle my thoughts that calm my brain down. And then I ran into many more things that I hadn't even thought of, you know, things like manifestation, the PQ program, name it. It just kept coming on my path the moment I changed my focus. And yeah, it took me a couple of years, but I got out of it and I'm here where I am now. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, this um, rock bottom sometimes do come from relationships. It's a relationship that makes us aware 
of its toxicity of its um oh i don't want to be here anymore oh i want more from life oh this is just not where i thought i would be and so on and so forth and i know there are so many women struggling with um with that um getting out of a relationship that they know it's toxic for different reasons be it mm-hmm. uh, verbal abuse be it mental abuse being physical abuse whichever it is is equally damaging you know traumatizing yeah. how would you encourage these women to live these relationships what would the preparation for this be it depends so when it's an abusive relationship you have to be taking careful steps and frequently that means getting relatives and friends involved to make sure that you stay safe um when that's not the case when it's you trigger each other in a bad way and it's just an unhealthy relationship for less abusive reasons then it's make your plan of what you want to do figure out what your steps are because that's different for everybody so many women don't have enough income so they need to figure out how to create that whatever way it will take sometimes it means benefits when your children are young sometimes it means finding a job Um, it just depends on what it is or increasing the hours that you have in your work find a way to get the income to be able to do it and then also find the mental strength and the mental strength you get from things like meditation mindfulness um, pq reps basically because that's that's an easier form of meditation and it goes throughout the day so it's it's different things but it is about getting your thoughts sorted from a we're in a really bad place to we're going to a better place and sometimes that can also mean talking to a coach or a therapist because it really depends on where you are at that point. And when you're in an abusive relationship, it certainly requires get some help on that level as well because you do want to know why you ended up in that situation, why you didn't value yourself enough to go better, why you settled for, well, in some cases, the worst thing possible. In other cases, mediocre. Because that's settling for someone who cannot value you and respect you for who you are is a very big thing in this. And I do realize that that also has something to do with how many women are raised. Because that's part of of why things are the way they are for many. Yeah, create your own value. Make sure that you love yourself. Work on that. Tell yourself every day in the morning, I love you, and then your own name will be hard initially but it will work and finding yourself good enough as well don't try to be someone else you're good as you are i love that you brought that one up because authenticity is something that it has been buried deep within us for so long how do we actually bring that authentic self our most authentic self from within how how do we shine authenticity pretty much i think many of us don't really know how to do that because 
when you when you look at how many women are raised, were raised to adjust to others, and in that you can lose yourself. And I know I've done that in relationships where when I would be told, as in you're not good enough, blah blah blah, you need to be blah blah blah, that I would try to change that. And when you do that too long, you start to really hate yourself. And that's not always that that person really wants that. It's also my thought process that was involved with that because someone complaining about certain behavior of mine well tough you know normally with friends i don't really care but in a relationship i have cared because of, of fears and when you when you don't have those fears that you know you're all right you don't have to adjust and it makes a huge change to stop adjusting to other people's wishes because you can't please the world anyway so why why not just please yourself first? Because that's the main thing anyway. When you keep, when you when you're happy with yourself, you love yourself. You feel that you're enough. You're gonna be in a really good place. I love that. How do we get there? How do we get to that happy place? How do we actually embody the happiness that we think it's so external? And it's achieved through different methods and so on, rather than within. How do we start this journey towards being happy? First thing is knowing that happiness is a choice. And that's not an easy one for a lot of people to realize. But nobody and no circumstances can take that away. When you start thinking about that you can... Um, now, certain circumstances can make you feel unhappy and at other times it won't touch you. Then you realize it's a choice. So I've had times where one of my kids was in a bad mood. Sometimes it doesn't touch me and other times it really drags me down. That's me. That's just on me. That has nothing to do with them. That they're in a bad mood, that's on them. But also has nothing to do in any way with me. It's just, it is. And people are allowed to be in a bad mood. So circumstances doesn't necessarily have to touch you you know people can be very happy with a small house and a low income while others are rich and have a massive house and are very unhappy so literally it has nothing to do with whatever you have and what you don't have it really is a choice of wanting to be in a good place and when you're in a good place you're much more likely to get into a better place people like you more because who wants to sit around with someone who's constantly grumpy? Nobody does. So it, it sounds really rough. And when I first heard it, I thought, oh, God, you're just full of it. This is just rubbish. My life is really not all that great. Of course, I'm going to be in a low mood until I realized I didn't need to be in a low mood for that. It was difficult circumstances. Sure, it wasn't easy. You know, it doesn't have to be easy either because life just gives you whatever it gives you. There's no... It's not out to get you or anything. It just is. So when you start realizing that, yeah, okay, it's not easy, but let's make it a project. What can I do to, about it to get out of it? It's a different headspace than when you roll around in your misery. Because the more you roll around in the misery, the less you're going to create and the lower you're going to go. So, yeah, it's much easier to just look at it as, well, we've got this. We've got to fix this. Step one, step two, and just keep going, and then you'll fix it. Might take some time, might not be easy, but it will happen. I love that. I really do love that you brought all of that up. 
And I really, really hope that whoever has to hear this is going to at the right time. That's that's what I truly believe. That's the energy I go from whenever I record these episodes and then release them. I know as well that you have four kids, which wasn't always the easiest to raise pretty much on your own. And you mentioned them just now. Uh, And I know how many moms are out there um, having teen issues or creating circumstances for the relationship to be bumpy or less bumpy. How do you do it? How do you show up for your child every day without coming from a place of judgmental and uh, being judgmental and then getting into the, oh my gosh, I feel so ashamed and guilty because I'm the mom. I'm I'm the one who's supposed to, you know, help this little guy get where he wants, where she wants and so on and so forth. Because I know we are either raised this way or the society kind of brings the thing of, you know, as a mom, you have to be the pillar in your child's life and make sure that you not only provide for them, but you guide them. And sometimes you just probably come from a place of low energy and you feel like uh, enraged and just want to scream. But then the feelings that come for you are negative and you start your own spiral of course this is not to say that only the moms do this I'm sure that dads do as well and there are cases out there and I acknowledge and honor all of those it's just that right now I'm talking with you as a mother so I would like a mother's perspective on this okay what for me has been the most important has been relationship first So whenever they messed up, I would always go for relationship first. That meant that punishments and consequences weren't really a thing. I had a conversation with them. I would explain to them why what they did was not okay. And sometimes I would be really pissed off if that's not the case. And, you know, in those kind of circumstances, it's good to be very authentic to tell them that you're really pissed off and if you need a screaming fit, you just go outside and have a screaming fit because that's all okay. You know, we all get angry, we all get frustrated and it's okay. But acknowledging that and discussing that is a better thing. So at times I've told them, I'm too pissed off right now to have a conversation with you, but I do need a conversation with you. So can we check in? And then I would name a bit of time that I would need to calm down. And at times I've always also also done that I would walk go outside for a walk as in let me chill out for a bit I'm really pissed off that I would just go into the garden and at at a worst moment when when the the oldest two were somewhat younger I would at times tell one of them to just leave the house and considering that my mum was living around the corner that was really easy because she would just go there and she was that didn't feel like a punishment for her because she actually had a really good time at my mum. So then we would both calm down and we would be all right again after that. And my mum would then phone after about an hour and how are you doing now? Yeah, I'm all right again. So can she come home again? Yeah, do you want to come along as well? Yeah, and then we would have dinner together. You know, that kind of stuff. And it would just be a relatively chilled out way. 
And yeah, I've made mistakes. I've made big mistakes, but I've also known to apologize to them because I think that is what it's about. When you want to have a relationship with another person, it is always about putting the relationship first and showing respect. So when I made a mistake, I would say I'm sorry about that, no matter how small they were. And that's also taught them to do that. And they also know how to be authentic. They can talk to me when they feel rubbish. That's okay. Sometimes they also tell me I need some time to myself to get through this before we can talk. And that's all okay. But it has created that from always having had conversations with them instead of making it hard in all sorts of other ways with punishments is that whenever there's something, they come to me. They always feel that they can trust me with anything. And also in the teenage years, we would talk. I know things about my kids that I probably didn't really want to know that they've done, but it happened and it's okay. You know, people are where they need to be. You can't change people. You can't change their perspective. They will always see things differently than you do. You can either choose to accept and learn from it, if there's a learning trip possible. Fighting, it's never going to create anything. So when you start to... So with guiding kids, you can only go so far. You can give them a good example and tell them what you would do in a very roundabout way. Because when you just bluntly tell them, I would do that, most kids won't listen to that. But when you tell them, well, you have options. Some people have done this, some people have done that. That makes it easier. Because kids then have the idea of that you take them serious, because that's what it's about. When people feel not taken serious, why would they talk to you? Why would they trust you? Why would they even listen to you then? So, yeah, it's about being authentic, honest, and accessible to them. But sometimes that's a downside, because working from home doesn't help with that at times, because then I get a knock on the door and I think, oh, I was just in my train of thought. So there's a downside to it. There's definitely a downside. But it works. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It just works. I I did a very alternative way of parenting. I um, I read a lot about psychology, read the continuum concept, and that made me think, huh, I don't have to do it like everybody else does. I can just do my thing my way. And no, not perfect at it, but it worked out. They still like me. <laughs> And that's the most important because we are all very different. We experiment everything very differently. And that is another point I'd like, you know, to to make it out of your own um, experience. Because, of course, it is normal to make mistakes as a mother. You weren't born a mother you know, you you are learning how to be a mother the moment you actually hold that little bundle of joy in your hands. And oh my gosh, actually, my, my sister is expecting and I am so, so, so excited about uh, the arrival of the little one in the beginning of December is like two weeks away. So probably that's why uh, uh, I came up with uh, with this. However, is there any way we could probably meditate a little bit on that like a short meditation for mothers to get back into their zen position um i can 
talk about what I do. It's not exactly a meditation. It's more, more mm -hmm. a thing of getting out of your head into your body. So, um, and it's it's a PQ rep as they call it. So it's from positive intelligence, and I find that for myself the most useful. And what that is is that I take my hands and feel all the ridges and focus on that feel everything because you have the fingerprint and all these lines and when you feel those of both hands start to really focus on what are you feeling do you have a ring around the finger you can feel that where are the bumps where are the ridges and that gets you in a completely different, because it's about thoughts. The moment you get out of your brain, you start to calm down because that's just simply how, how your, your body works. And you can put some pressure on there if you want to. You can do it however you want to. But just feel everything. You can do that with two fingers as well, where you just feel your fingerprint. So your thumb and your index finger. You can feel clothing. How does that feel? Yeah. yeah. Anything that you can touch. When you go by touch, you get into your body and out of your mind. And that's, um, yeah, in mindfulness you can do that. They talk about these kind of things and in the positive intelligence program, which I think has, has some basis in mindfulness. And you can also go, you know, when you feel how different your hands feel on both sides, when you move around is very different because the inside is for most people a bit more sturdy than the outside the outside is frequently really soft so it's just fascinating to discover your own hand that way or whatever you're wearing and yeah the mm. walking away can also be very very helpful i love that i really really love that because most of the time like even massages most of the time the um hands are the one that are most likely forgotten it's always about the area of the back either upper either lower and the legs and then you're thinking but hands hands are the extension of your heart literally especially when you're doing healing work mm -hmm. that they are so very important and yet they are so very overlooked i love how you brought this technique to to our awareness and I trust that it's going to be used at the right time. It does do this connection to the heart more and it gets you out of your brain. And from your heart it's love. So you get much in a much more loving feeling. Hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Well by all means beautiful people uh, whoever feels uh, a connection forming with uh, Diana, please get in touch with her. I'm going to put her social media links in the description of the episode. And I know you can also have the gift of her presence in a call with her. Would you like to share a little bit uh, more about how they can get coached uh, with you? Um, well, what I always do is that the first conversation is to explore a bit. And um, usually that's an hour, see what someone needs, where they want to go, where they're at, um, how they want to go there, because everybody is different on that. So different people have very different ideas on how to progress in, in their journey in life 
and then after that it's a coaching conversation and that first one is also a gift because first we explore what the needs are but then also do we fit together as a coach and a client so there's two conversations they can have to figure out whether we're going to be a very good fit or maybe not because that happens and then from there at the end of that first conversation we discuss where we go from there that's lovely i also know you have a group coaching um for yes. beginners but it's about meditation yes so would you like to share a little bit about that yes. as well i have created a four-week program um this so that's four sessions that's for people who want to start with meditation who want to learn a bit about it so the first session will be completely about what is meditation how do you do it and then from there we build it up and that depends a bit on the needs of the group because some groups people have some more knowledge of meditation other groups none so when it's none then we really start from scratch when it's people who have some knowledge then we go from there so the first session is really about meditation what you can do with it how it works and after that there's more to to do with and there will be a whole body scan at some point and things like that so yep then we're going to practice well everything is still going to be in the description of this episode the links to it so please um, make sure you access them beautiful people and on a closing note, what, what would be your message, your encouraging words to whoever is listening? Anything that shows up for you? Take very good care of yourself, because that's what makes life real. You don't take care of yourself. So that's, that's where it's at for me. That's the essence of making your life work that you take good care of yourself and i know so many people who don't you know they do the motions like showers brushing teeth brushing hair but really taking care of yourself is a different level so yeah level up your taking care of yourself love it well Dee, thank you ever so much for sharing this space with me with us all and um I deeply honor you and I'm so very grateful for your um, for you showing up here and now. And who knows, in a few years time, you're going to let us know even more about uh, your journey and where you're at and how can you support others on their journey. Okay, beautiful people. Thank you for listening until the end. Thank you for being here and, well, keep on shining! Remember, the healing process is a lifelong progress. You are unique and so is your experience. Shine your light unapologetically.